listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and it's Wednesday. And if you listen to yesterday's show, then uh, you did pretty good, and you probably cashed in every single 50 50, double up, whatever it is. It was a pretty good day. Tournament-wise, man, a little shaky on that, Chris, but I don't know about you. Every cash game I played yesterday, cashed in it. It's a happy day. It's a good Wednesday. <laughs> that is a good Wednesday. That's right. I mean, we had the Suarez home run, which was nice. You you know, that was you. That was the all you. The one thing that disappointed me yesterday was the Reds. That was the Reds. From a betting standpoint, you know, they came back in the ninth. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Uh, they just couldn't get any offense against Jason yeah, Vargas. Jason they couldn't. They were, yeah, they were disappointing. And now they, you know, they have a tough matchup today. The sign of the apocalypse. Jason Vargas was good <laughs> yesterday. I mean, it's it was just it was brutal. And I watched the first couple innings, and I was just I'm waiting for it and waiting for it. And I, I had to stop watching it. I'm going to go watch Game of Thrones again because I can't <laughs> I can't watch it anymore. And I expected to see more violence in the Reds and uh, yeah. against Vargas. Then in Game of Thrones, I didn't get it. I'm a little mad there. But let's continue to recap yesterday before we move on to today's slate. Uh, yesterday, Adam Wainwright, a guy we talked about on the show, opportunity against the Nationals. Yes. And took advantage of it. Got the W there. So a good outing for him. Uh, and a bad outing for that Nationals offense, which we talked about. And it's not surprising because, look, outside of the two home runs from Eaton and Robles, there was no other offense basically for them. They couldn't really put anything together. And, uh, look, it's, it's a W for Wainwright. Yeah, you know, looking a little bit deeper, too, it was a great call by you with Wainwright and the Nationals striking out 28% of the time over the last two weeks. So we talked about Rendon out of that lineup. Now he's on the IL. We know that, obviously, right. Bryce Harper's Which not around call. and Trey Turner. We yeah, said so, that was going to happen. Yeah, keep an, keep an eye. I mean, it, it may not be a, a matchup you want to go after tonight, but keep an eye going forward. I think the Nationals are, are actually a team that might be slightly overrated in the DFS community. Yeah, you might be right. They, they have a lot of talent, but right now with Rendon out – uh, we talked, you know, as good of a player Soto is and he is, and Robles is a very good out a player lot. too. Yeah, like the, there's just a there's, it's a different team. It's it's not when you take a player like a David Ortiz away from the Red Sox, and then you look at how good that offense is when they replace him eventually with JD Martinez. You know, look at the year Mookie Betts had without Ortiz, and then look at the year he had last year with JD Martinez there. You know, it's right. it's it it's a rippled effect that. When you have that middle of the order presence, it makes a big difference. It really, it just does. Um, continuing on there, Velasquez was good. He had that one bad inning, yeah. but the freaking Phillies could not muster any offense for him. Decent with the strikeouts. He was what we wanted him to be. He deserved a win. He didn't get the win. One bad inning. Boo. And yeah. speaking of boos, how about Bryce Harper getting booed already? And it's May 1st. Yay. <laughs> That's right. And you know what he said? You know, he, he deserves it. So good sure. on him. I mean, he's taken it. He, he should get booed. He's been brutal. Yeah, I know right when we were done recording, uh, Tyson Ross got scratched. We got Turnbull. I know you and I talked off, off air a little bit. Um, we saw the team apply total drop down. They still should have been able to score some runs. A couple other takeaways for me, Joe. Um, for sure. I mean, Starling Marte came back yesterday. He had a home run. I know we couldn't talk about him yesterday, but he was dirt cheap on, yeah, on FanDuel. Was. They 
that that game was not even close to the total of 10. I think in the eighth inning, it was one nothing. All of a sudden, you know, it goes to extras, and you get to the number. It was a 6-4 game, so we lucked out there with the total. And then the Dodgers. The Dodgers, again, continue to be – Justin Turner. Justin Turner. He's – Talked he about him yesterday, didn't we? That's right. I had, I had my corners yesterday everywhere were Wilmer Flores against Sabathia, yeah. right? And Justin Turner. Those are my corners, and that allowed me to go up and spend on Mookie Betts, who also went yard. So got the three home runs from those guys, plus the Beautiful. big star from Trevor Bauer, which was a lock, which we all knew was coming, uh, and he got the W there as well. I can kick myself, though, because in a couple of tournament lineups, I had Cargo in the same lineups. And I went, oh, you know, man, I don't know. And I kind of talked myself out of it. And I'm an idiot, Chris. That's, that's <laughs> Positive outing from Walker Bueller, too. He still gave up some hits, three earned runs. But believe it or not, this guy's 3-0. and But yesterday was his best matchup just in terms of the easiest one. Like, he's had some tough matchups. So maybe we give him a little bit of a pass. Some strikeouts haven't been there with him. Keep an eye on him going forward. But that was a good opportunity. But Turner is... He's one of the best buy lows in season-long formats, and I think in the DFS community, you just continue to ride that cheap price. We'll get to him a little bit later today. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. And uh, Chris Paddock, another guy, too. We have, to, we have to take our lump on this one because we, do. We, we, were, do. we were staying away from him. So as good as all those things are we talked about that we got right yesterday, Paddock was something we were concerned with. He hadn't thrown 90 pitches in a game yet this year. A very patient lineup, but Chris Paddock showed you why scouts and everybody's so high on them we love him too we just weren't sure if it was the right opportunity to invest we saw some danger there so we stayed away from it which is yeah you know i mean look in the tournament play he wasn't overwhelming it wasn't like he went out there had a 10 strikeout performance or anything he had struck out five give up two earned runs one walk but he did go six innings in this one and he continues to really impress like uh, that was that was an outing yesterday for me from paddock that i went yeah okay i'm impressed by him going into atlanta doing what he did and coming out of it where where it makes me look forward to owning him more in the future and getting him in more DFS lineups. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's only allowed 14 hits in 33 innings. I mean, he still didn't get to 90 pitches yesterday, 89, but 68 of them for strikes. He just attacks the strike zone. He's impressive. Yeah, and besides the Wilmer Flores thing in the Arizona game, one more thing to get in there, which, uh, you know, I just it's like bringing that up again because it's always easy money. Wilmer Flores against a lefty in a good ballpark. I, I just feel like that's easy money. It's yeah, the first home run of the year. Nobody wants to own him. It's like <laughs> free square. It's, yeah, we've it's talked about this square. before. Yeah, he's a platoon guy who, who you take that free square and you move on. I mean, it, it allows you to do but, so, so much else elsewhere. But CC Sabathia gets his 3,000 strikeout of his career. Now, not a lot of – I mean, I don't know if there's any at this point now because Blylevin's in two – I mean, 3,000 strikeouts pretty much makes you a lock for the Hall of Fame, right? Is Sabathia a Hall of Famer? I think he is. I think he is, too. I think he, he definitely did enough, you know, from, say, 2006 to 2012. He was one of the better pitchers in the game. I think he was, like, second or third in basically every single category behind Roy Halladay. Like, he was he was phenomenal at, at that point of his career. So, uh, yeah, 3,000 is, is definitely a, an accomplishment, and I think that gets you in, man. I, re I really do. And I don't want to take too much – the last few years, whatever. He actually resurrected his career a bit. He came back and he was he was fine. I thought he was done like three or four years ago. I thought he, that was it for him. So I don't think it's just a matter of, oh, he pitched, you know, 15 years and he got to 3,000. I, I think he was dominant enough at a certain point of his career to, to get into the hall. I always feel like that late career bounce helps. You know, you can have yeah. a really good career and then eventually, you know, it, it kind of spurs out and you're kind of bad at the end. But if you have that little bounce at the end where you have a couple useful seasons – I feel like that leaving on a high note really makes a difference. And look, this was a guy who was very good in his career with the Indians, obviously, those playoff games 
uh, you know, for sure he, in his young career. Then he had that magical run with Milwaukee for those couple months where it was just – that was dazzling. Yeah. And, and not just, like, pitching, but the actual offense that he provided. Do you remember him hitting home runs and dropping balls? Oh, bomb? yeah. Yeah, he was he was phenomenal. And, he, you know, a lot of innings, too. I mean, the mid-2000s, you know, 2007, 2008, 2009, I mean, this guy was 230 innings for sure. And right. in, in, like, sub-three year, a one year, and sub-four basically every year in the, that nice little run he had. So there you go. So Sabathia Hall of Famer here according to the On Deck podcast. And that's what you need. All right, so let's uh, get at it. It's a new day. Yes, it is. So let's get over and let's start. We've got some afternoon games today. Uh, let's start with the one o'clock here. We got Mike Fires taking on Hector Velasquez in Boston. You've got Ryan Stanek and Jake Junis locking up in Kansas City. You've got Jamison Tyon and Shelby Miller in Texas and Masahiro Tanaka, Merrill Kelly. Then you got my favorite one in the four o'clock hour, Carlos Rodon, who has already shown us that weather is not an issue for him. He can pitch when it's cold and blustery and whatever, and it's going to be kind of crappy out there again. It's like a 50-something degrees and a little chilly there. And he's taking on the Orioles. I love this one. John Lester against Marco Gonzalez at 640, depending on what place you're staying and playing at uh, over there in the 640 contest. So let's start with Rodon because that's where I want to start with it. 9.4 against the Orioles. It's hard not to call him a cash game lock in this slate, even though I do like Tyon as well. Uh, I'm willing to pay the extra thousand because that's just how bad I think Baltimore is and how good Rodon's been this year. Yeah, Rodon's been really good. I mean, 12.4 swing strike percentage is a career high for him. I mean, he's been double digits every single year but one. Anyways, we know the strikeout potential is there. And usually he's a tournament guy, but on a slate like this, I agree with you. You know, a small afternoon slate, a matchup against the Orioles. Absolutely. I think Carlos Rodon is, is definitely worth the price on both sides. Now, in tournaments, I, I understand that Tyon has got a tough situation here in that Texas ballpark. We all know that. Uh, Texas lineup has shown some life. But I got to say, it's, it's not something I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of throwing Tyon out there. He's a good quality pitcher. And I think with him, what you want to see, another one kind of like, look, now it's May. Kind of like we were talking about with Paddock. He's, only, he's gone uh, six innings twice so far this year. Last two outings, just five. Last two outings, just 80 pitches, too. So I think it's time to take the gloves off. It's not a situation here where, I mean, it's, we're out of April. It's time. Let's mm-hmm. give Tyon a six, seven-inning start here. Let him go to 100 pitches and get this bad boy done. Yeah, and I wonder if – I think in tournaments, you're right. He's probably a really nice, sneaky play because the Rangers have been crushing it lately. Joey Gallo hit a home run. It looked like a 1,000 feet last night. It was just unbelievable. Well, but, that's what I mean. I feel like everybody's going to be yeah. afraid of that one, but I'm going to take my chance with the talent in this one. Now, I'm not going to play it big, but I would say, you know, if you're trying to play like the $5 tournaments or whatever it is, I think that's one where you might be able to get in a little bit. And sometimes the tournaments on the – condensed slate or a little bit easier you know you get that one thing right boom you cash everywhere yeah i just i like when i'm looking at the top and i i have to you have to make the choice especially on DraftKings. like is it tanaka or is it tie on and i side with you i mean the rangers have a top 10 strikeout rate um it's a little bit riskier i think we can get the lower ownership we're obviously saving ourselves a little bit of cash well if tanaka was 8.5 right i would say the same thing about tanaka but he's not he's he's nine seven yeah, you're saving you know, cash. Yeah, you're more expensive cash. than Rodon. So I mean, like, exactly. Point, what are we doing here? Now, the other guy you can make the argument for is Lester at eight point two. So, and that's on the DraftKings side, obviously, too, of getting involved with him mm-hmm. if you want to try to you know move along there. I- I'm okay with that. Marco Gonzalez has has had some good moments this year, um, but again, it's like I don't love the fact you know the going into the American League is is 
less appealing to me. Whereas, you know, if I'm going to pay up for somebody else, you know, I can understand Tanaka against the, the National League team. But I, I don't know. Where, where do you lie on the Leicester today? Um, it'll, yeah, I try to I stay like it's w- tempting, but I feel like it's going to be a trap. Yeah, I think it, I think you're right. I think you've talked yourself into a little bit of a trap. I mean, Lester has been pretty good this season. I mean, a lot better than I thought. And you know, you look at some of the numbers, 19 innings, 19 strikeouts. I mean, obviously that's decent. It's not elite, but it's fine. Um, and he's only given up five earned runs, which is more than he could say last year because he was giving up three or four every single start. So he's yet to give up three in a start. He's had some, some tough showings too in Atlanta, in Texas, Came off the IL, faced the Dodgers. So he has the potential. It's just, I think Seattle, just how dominant they've been off lefties. Even they didn't crush Cole Hamels yesterday, but they still got to him. They still were getting guys on base. Um, you know, right through that lineup with Hanniger, Edwin, Healy, Beckham has destroyed lefties all year. So I kind of I kind of shy away, and I think those are – I think I'm just going to go all in with the two pitchers, man. I think it's going to be Tyon and Rodon. Yeah. And on the FanDuel side, Tyon is just 7.3. So you're really getting a discount there. No discount on Rodon. <laughs> he's, uh, he's still expensive there. But also, going back to the Pirates today, too, I like this lineup against Shelby Miller, too. Of course. On the FanDuel side, you got Polanco at 3.0. You got uh, Starling Marte at 3.2. Melky Cabrera, 2.9. That's a very easy stack to put together there. And if you do want to, if you don't want Tyon and you want to just, you know, go up to Rodon, I think you could certainly go there and then get some of those Pirates bats in. And on conversely, on the DraftKings side, those guys are all in the low fours pretty much, so very affordable as well. But, you know, it's funny, that FanDuel side offensively, man, it's – I mean, that's why I had Lindor last night too in a lot of FanDuel lineups because I felt like, you know, there's just value there. It's just – it's taken them a long time to get up to speed, I feel like, with some of the talent where they're just basically saying, come come play. The, the offense has been loose all year so far in FanDuel. It's been tight on DraftKings. They have been very much on pricing – very much you have to, you know, get what you pay for. Whereas yeah. on the FanDuel side, I think it's much more wild, wild west. Agreed, 100%. I mean, I, sometimes I feel like I'm a broken record here just well, talking yeah. FanDuel. But we, I, we I'm a FanDuel sometimes. player. I'm a FanDuel player. One pitcher, I like to deal with one pitcher. Like, I like the fact of rollout, too. <laughs> you don't like to manage a lot. You're no, a one-woman kind the, of guy. That's right. You're give a one-pitcher one pitcher. kind of guy. <laughs> and give me all the value. I'm a bargain bin shopper. And, <laughs> and you're right. Like, these Cleveland Indians have been – like, Jose Ramirez, Lindor, uh, Cargo, Santana last night was strong. Like, these guys are not priced – they're priced like how they've been playing as a team since opening day, and that's been brutal. And now they're starting to get some guys in there. So I know when I saw Marte return to the lineup, I immediately went over to Fandle. I said, yeah. I bet you he's like two-something. And there he was. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. I don't understand. And, and look, there should be a discount with a guy first game back. I get yeah. that. And he went yard. <laughs> but it's so right, but it's so severe with a talent of that caliber. There's no reason, especially in a ballpark that's good, all the things that point to it. Yeah. You need to be on this stuff and take advantage of it. Now we had to have a couple of rainouts yesterday, which kind of changed the slate a little bit with Blake Snell out and a couple other guys. But you know, uh it's it's I'll tell you, it, it's really crazy how <laughs> yeah, that FanDuel side really is just wide open offensively. I mean, you could just go take advantage. I mean, Wilmer Flores was two point one yesterday. Steals. And again, free square. Like, yeah, give it to absolutely. me all day long. We talked about it on the show. If you're not listening and subscribing to the show, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, come on. We're trying to win some money here. Don't you like money? What's wrong with you? All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's go over and uh, let's let's go back because we it's one of those big nights for pitchers again. Yeah. Because we've got Nola, Scherzer, DeGrom. We're going to get to them all. Let's take them one at a time. Let's start with Aaron Nola, who had, a, ironically, a good start in Colorado, which turned around the season. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you can't make this stuff up. Jason no, Vargas can pitch. 
Aaron Nola gets right in Colorado. Who knew? <laughs> I'm going to go right back to this well. I feel like Aaron Nola is priced perfectly tonight. You're getting like a $1,000 discount basically on him, and I love that. I still got no faith in Daniel Norris, no faith in the Tigers. Uh, I'm not sure if I have faith in the Philly offense yet, but I have enough here where I'm getting involved with Aaron Nola this, this, uh, this day. Yeah, and you should. Uh, you're right. That last start was very encouraging. His last two, actually. I mean, he followed yeah, yeah. up the Colorado one with Miami. It was a little bit of a freebie, and this one is as well. The, the, the Tigers lineup is just not good. They're striking out the most in baseball 28% of the time. This, this, should be a, this should be a game for the Phillies just to get right all together offensively against Daniel Norris and look for a guy like Reese Hoskins against a lefty maybe to have some success, J.T. Lermuto. Andrew McCutcheon's always been a good guy against lefties, a career three twelve hitter, I believe. And, you know, Harper has got the lefty-on-lefty matchup. Maybe you shy away from that. But it's only a matter of time before he breaks out as well, too. I know he's probably pressing it. It, confidence right you know it it's baseball is such a mind game like look, look yeah. at jesus aguilar again last right. night he went here <laughs> you know what we talked about it but i don't know if either again oh no, like, no. Oh, we can't do that like that's yeah. just that's a wacky one off and then there he goes again yeah. he likes his home runs in groups i guess that's uh that's yeah. how we go there but look max scherzer the next big pitcher on the board here obviously you know a significant increase in price we're looking at 10.9 very good in his last outing 10 strikeouts there uh, seven innings for him. Uh, look, it's it's a good matchup um, in terms of against Miles Mikolas, so I, I don't have much faith in him. Scherzer no. gets the W, but I, I think tonight when you're looking for offense, you know, when you when you go down to an Aranola and save almost 2,000, that puts you in a spot where you can go up to the board on a big-time bat, and that's a game-changer in, in these contests. And that's kind of yesterday what we were able to do. Even with Trevor Bauer yesterday, I was still able to get Mookie Betts because on FanDuel, you had, like I said, the Turners and uh, some of the other guys there, the floors were just dirt cheap where you just take advantage of it and you just take the square and run. Mm-hmm. And there'll be that tonight too, but that's a big significant difference, whereas I don't, I'm, I'm still taking Nola over Scherzer tonight. Yeah, me too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade Scherzer. I'm going to give some respect to the St. Louis Cardinals. I know the team applied total is 3.6. They're a team that doesn't strike out a whole lot. They find a way to get on base and run. Like, they're playing really good baseball right now and, and leading that division. I look at Scherzer and some of the game logs. Like, obviously, the strikeouts are going to be there. Even the team like St. Louis doesn't strike out. He's still going to floor with 10K. But he's also given up four home runs. He's allowed 39 hits and 39 innings. And he's faced some kind of weak opponents, too. Like, he got lit up in Miami. I mean, maybe that's a head-scratcher and anomaly, but he still got lit up by that team. Uh, he was walking guys against the Mets. He got himself in a little bit of trouble as well. So I'll give some respect to St. Louis. I'm not going to stack them. I'm not going to play a lot of their players, but I'm going to spend up for Nola. And there's a couple other pitchers I'd rather spend up for. All right. Well, here's my favorite tournament guy. I'm going to rattle off his uh, there it is, eh? last, four, last four outings. Ready? You ready? Six oh, yeah. innings, six innings, six innings, six innings. You like that? Seven yeah. strikeouts, six strikeouts, eight strikeouts, eight strikeouts. Who am I talking about? Caleb Smith of the Miami Marlins. Yes, that's right. Caleb Smith can be yours tonight. For just 8.6 on DraftKings going against Corey Kluber. This is a classic. Look, I don't, I don't care if the ownership's high. I really don't. Like, I, I feel like the DFS community might be, you know, on this finally. But Corey Kluber has been suspect all year. <laughs> yeah. and, and Caleb Smith is at home in a good ballpark. I just hope the Marlins can put enough offense together against Kluber to, to get him the W, but I'm in. I'm in. Tournaments, Caleb Smith. I don't need any more convincing. I love it. 8.6. Give me all the Caleb Smith. Are you ready to roll with me 
ride or die on Caleb Smith. Come on, come on. You're my boy. You're my boy. I I will go with it. You know his price. And it's more on DraftKings. On FanDuel, there's no discount, man. On FanDuel, there's absolutely no discount. He's more than Aaron Nola by a hundred dollars on FanDuel. Yeah, like whoa. So yeah, he's the fifth price pitcher on FanDuel on DraftKings. You're gonna get yourself a bit of a discount. He checks in just below, like guys like Ryu and and Stroman in there, but. Yeah, I mean, I, he's been very impressive, Joe. You're right. Like he's racking up strikeouts. He's he's limited the walks, which is key for some of these young pitchers, especially you know in Miami with a lot of their young guys are just walking walking guys left, right, and center. He's 37 strikeouts in 29 innings. I can't complain about that. High fly ball rate, but he's at home. So and and you're right. As much as we talk about the Indians lineup, but some of these guys that were taking shots on low price. It's not a lot of scary bats in there. You get through Lindor, you get through Ramirez. No, look, uh, Cargo and lineup. Santana were good last night. Lindor was good last night. But it is National League, so you take the D out, DH out of it. So that's yeah. always a positive there. If this was in Cleveland, I might have a little bit of a different – I might not be as exuberant as I am this morning about it. But I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's in Miami. I'm going to take my shot on it. All right, let's talk about Jacob deGrom, too, who I think the ownership will be lower here because Noel's an option because, I mean – So many studs. Yeah, Scherzer's an option, all these guys out there tonight. And he's coming off a start where – look, let's face it. It was his first start back. There was a rain delay. It was cold. It was rainy. It was miserable. It was stupid that he should even be out there in the first place after his tender elbow. And now you got a spot where, look, he's going against Descofani and the Reds, who the Reds were hitting, what, uh, I think 220 as a team or as a collective or 212, something ridiculous like that in the month of April. So collectively, this offense still has yet to figure it all out. So are you – Look, liking DeGrom more than Nola or Scherzer, where do you stand with him tonight in cash games? Yeah, this is a really good spot for him. Yeah, league worst, tw- 212 average, Joe. 212. Okay, I knew it was, I knew it was, two, I don't know, it was 222 or 212. I knew there was a lot of twos in it. That's all I know, and that's never a good thing. No, it's bad. 286 Woba, like, two, right? It's 27. Like two twos following a four. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this would be, this would be baseball, right? Um, the Reds don't do anything against Vargas. Generate a couple walks. Still can't do Right, and they light up DeGrom. Destroy right? DeGrom. Yeah. You know, just so, myself <laughs> a couple things with Degrom, like he has faced some tough opponents he's dealing with the elbow issue um you know he's got a very high hard hit rate a, a career high fly ball rate has led to five home runs not like him at all but um i won't have a lot of shares i'm not going to ignore him completely but i i, w- I would rather the nola ryu a little bit later on down the board i'd rather take my shots there than with the but I feel pretty confident that the Mets should have some success against Desclafani and that they should be able to rack up a W. So I like the I Mets. like the lineup here with McNeil at the top too. He oh man, another four hits, hits yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, awesome. we, we, we last week, last week on on deck, we <laughs> talked about Jeff McNeil and my analysis of him being the next Matt Carpenter, and he's really started to show you exactly yeah. why that's a good analysis here. What? And uh, look, Castillo pitched great last night. He just, you know, the Reds just couldn't put anything together. Castillo looked easy and free and brilliant. Uh, you know, he has more swinging strikes on a changeup than any other pitcher in baseball. Amazing. I mean, it is, it is staggering how good that changeup is for Castillo. And look, it was just, they just couldn't generate offense for him. Uh, but yeah, look, the lineup with McNeil, Alonzo Cano, Conforto eventually will pick things up and then Ramos and then Nemo. It's actually a pretty decent lineup here for the Mets where they, I think that they can put enough offense together. I think this is an opportunity with DeGrom. I almost feel like they're kind of, you know, with the 10.2, they're begging you to get in the business a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I feel comfortable enough that I would fade Scherzer for him tonight. 
and yeah, save I, the 700. I think I'm in on that too. I agree with that as well. I'm like, as I said, I'm not going to be in on shares. I'm going to fade them completely. I have more exposure to Jacob deGrom in this spot against the Reds. You know, if he does get lit up against the Cincy team, then, you know, we really have to wonder about him. If that elbow is really, really bothering him. Agreed. Agreed. If he's, um, if he is not quite right yet again, yeah. On a night where, I mean, it's, it's like, again, the weather's not perfect. It's going to be in the fifties no. or whatever. It's fine, but it's, it's going to be overcast, but still it's, I, I agree. If, if he's not right, then you start to panic a little bit, but by the way to Jeff McNeil on FanDuel, no, no, no discount on DraftKings, but on FanDuel 3.2. <laughs> 3. That, that is a lovely 3.2 investment of a leadoff hitter. Guys, he's right 80, matchup. Yeah, 85% contact rate for his career. All this guy does is get on base. <laughs> yeah. All right, oh. let's talk about uh, Fran Mil Reyes uh, because th- that's something I wish we were on. And guess what? He's just 2.4 tonight, hitting in the two-hole, going against a lefty, Max Fried. Uh, Cal Quantrill is going to start for the Padres tonight. 5.5 is the FanDuel salary for him. Max Fried at 8.2 on the FanDuel side. But Fran Mill, huge one. Some nights you roll, right? We talk about baseball being a game of streaks. Well, right now, that price at 2.4, you absolutely roll again with him because this is a matchup you probably wanted anyway before yesterday's onslaught. Yeah, and the Padres are just a better team against lefties, right? They got guys in their lineup like Machado who can hit lefties, Will Myers who can hit lefties. Kinsler's been a good hitter against lefties despite the struggles. And and Machado is getting to the point where he's almost free as well on FanDuel. He's $3,500. I've watched his price drop every single day. I know he's struggling. Uh, but this is a good spot for him against the lefties. So I think the the Padres are, are a sneaky, underrated mini stack. Yeah, Reyes is a good call. He went, he went deep twice yesterday, and he, obviously he's got the power. Yeah, some some days you roll. Yep. You know, you, you, ro- you roll because a player's hot, and when a player's on a good streak and a good matchup, you roll with it. We should have rolled with Aguilar. I wish we did, but, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's okay. Aguilar has earned the fact that we didn't trust him. You know, Fran Mill hasn't earned that, so we're going to give it to him and uh, – right. Go that game might go over. There may be some runs because Quantrill, I mean, this is his first start. He's got first start. He's lit up all through spring. Um, yeah. you know, small I mean, sample look, size. But for those so. who don't remember, too, his dad, Paul Quantrill, uh, relief pitcher back in the day. I don't know if you remember him. Do you remember him, Chris? Come on. I do not remember Paul. Old. Yeah, I'm not that old. What is he, like 50 now? Yeah, I mean, this he, for, the, for the Blue Jays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember Paul. Paul Quantrill, was, uh, he, was a, he wasn't just a jag. He was, uh, he was an important part of the bullpen there. For the uh, for the Jays back in the day, and this is his son here, a highly regarded. He was a starter prospect. earlier in his career, I believe, and then went to the bullpen. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he, you're right. And now, look, and in, in terms of everything we said about Paddock yesterday and our concerns, I think you double down on Atlanta. I think yeah. that this is still another thing where you look at it, and this is a team that knows how to take walks, knows how to get on base, knows how to put runs together, and they will. The implied total here is what nine. Yeah. Uh, I think, I, think it, I think it gets there, man. I think it gets there. I think it gets there, too. I think we might sweat it out, but <laughs> I think the Padres, what I, everything I've seen from them this season is that they just they seem to have more success against lefties than, than righties. So I'll bank on that. Freed has done a good job of you know keeping the ball on the ground, but I think that number gets there. It's, it, yeah, it is nine right now. All right. Well, how about this one? This one's going to be uh, right around nine, too, which is Chase Anderson, Antonio Senzatella, Milwaukee, hosting the Rockies. Uh, definitely some offense in this one, but you got to pay for it. You're going to have to really pay for this one. Like Robert Kraft, you're going to have to pay for this one. Uh, so going through here and there's no discounts. I mean, you're not getting it. The only discounts are guys like Travis Shaw, who's just not hitting it all right now. Uh, so for me, it's, you've it just got to be maybe. committed to this. I, I know, um, 
the Line Star app likes Ian Desmond as one of the better value plays. He went yard yesterday. He did. Well, he, we talked about him on, on what? On Monday show. Yeah, when he, he got thrown out. He got thrown out, and then we so, were off. Line Star has been all over him for a couple days, so that's probably the best call, too. I agree. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go there. I mean, Colorado is expecting a little bit more from them in the first two games of this series, but maybe this is the one where they, they finally break out. But, yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of discount here. If I mean, if – if Aguilar gets back in the lineup, sure. I mean, I think you got to roll him out there. He's not going to be expensive. Line Star app also says, by the way, because we were just talking about our friend, Miel Reyes, number one outfielder on FanDuel in terms of return oh, on investment tonight. Mama. He and Desmond, number three. So, I mean, that's those are two guys that you want some pieces of. It's funny, Brandon Nimmo, who they also love always because of the on-base, he's out there too. Uh, he's the number five guy on that list. That's on the FanDuel side. Uh, so, just keep an eye on that. But, uh, look, I mean, you can make up some – you can make up some ground here for some of these pitchers. You absolutely can. It's not hard to do. And, look, you might have to do that and might have to have these guys in your lineup anyway. So in a lot of ways tonight, it's a really good night to pay up for a pitcher. It's, yes. it's okay to go up for the Nolas and the DeGroms and the Scherzers because there are some discounts out there with the offense where you can make it work. Some nights it's a tough puzzle to put together and make all the pieces fit, but we can tonight. Colin McHugh, who I usually love, going against Martin Perez, who I always hate. Uh, <laughs> 8.3 for Colin McHugh tonight 5.9 on the FanDuel side basically he's in the 8s on, on, on DraftKings too I think this is another guy where if you really just want to pay up for some more bats if you want to get interested and get some shares of that Milwaukee Colorado game I think Colin McHugh is one of the guys that helps you with that tonight yeah, for sure. I mean, eight three that'll that'll save you some money. I agree with you though. I think you know we don't get too cute here, and we spend up uh, for pitching. There's there's three studs for sure. You can get two. You definitely got to get one of them. And then there's a price discount on on Ryu and Noah that I, I don't think you need to go this way um, and go with McHugh. I agree. I like him usually as well. But listen, there's not a ton of strikeouts in in the Twins lineup. I think twenty eighth overall. They make a lot of contact. They have some power in their lineup, so I, th- there could be some runs in this game. I, I think I would just shy away from this matchup altogether. All right, speaking of shying away from matchups, too, we got Ryu and Madison Bumgarner locking up. And you know how I feel about 50-50 coin flip games. I, yeah. I'm not a fan. No. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just, you know, because on paper you look at it and you go, well, there's opportunity here with Ryu because, you know, a lot of people will be afraid and the ownership will be low with Bumgarner. But for me, it's re- you're leaving so much up to the baseball gods in these kind of games. I just don't like to go that route. I know some people see that as, as opportunity. And if you are a multi-entry kind of person, I get it. Uh, Ryu on the line store app today, one of the highest rated pitchers in terms of return on investment, both on the FanDuel and the DraftKings side. I understand it. San Francisco is a bad offense. I get it. And uh, it's just, I look at it and can Bumgarner keep this game close enough where the victory ends up decided in the bullpen. And that's the thing that I hate. And that's the thing when you play tournaments, you need to have a solid feel that you can get there. And I don't have that solid feel. Yeah. You make good points. I mean, those are all very valid points because if you know, I rub the crystal ball and I look at this game, it's probably going to be a two, one game, you know, in the later parts of the innings and then they'll turn it over to the bullpen. Um, I have no problem with Rio, though. I mean, he's not my favorite pitcher on the board. I look at the pricing, especially on DraftKings, and you're saving yourself $200 with Aaron Nola. You want to drop down and be a little bit contrarian as well. We mentioned Caleb Smith, so that's where I'll go. But I will have some exposure to Rio. I, I tell you what, I like the Dodgers. I'm going to continue to hammer them on the money line. As, as They're not road dogs here today, but they've been road dogs for almost you know all year. You know, They went into Milwaukee. They were road dogs. They had success in that series, so... I like the Dodgers continue to win games. And I know Turner's probably not a great matchup, still going up against a lefty. 
but he's priced accordingly where if you want to take some shots in the late slate at $3,500, maybe he can build off yesterday. Yeah. And uh, look, and uh, I think that's, that's all that needs to be said about it. It's, it's tough to, to look at it and see the opportunity, but you have to also make good investments. And that's what we're always trying to do here. Marcus Stroman taking on Felix Pena. Now Stroman's been pretty good this year. We all know that you have to pay for him though. He's in that mid eight range as well. And uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I, this is another game where I just don't have a good feel for the total. I don't, not super excited for it. I mean, the total's at eight right now. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, like the under actually. Yeah. I like the under in this game too. I just, I'm not feeling that either of these offenses right now can, <laughs> can, can achieve that number together. No. Like I don't think they're going to work together to get there. I just don't. I just, well, until Otani and Upton come back into this angels lineup. Right. I can't get there. And what I'm hoping for is that trout starts to continue to slip down to a range where he gets into the, you know, either high fours or somewhere in that range where all of a sudden now you can start getting into Mike Trout business and there's a little bit more line of protection. But until there is, it's just really tough. Yeah, slowly starting to on Fandle anyways, he's five. But yeah, yeah. Strowman is... You I know, saw that today and I went, ooh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all happening. coming together. It really is, right around the time, because Otani could be back by the end of this week, early early in the week, maybe next week. Um, yeah, there's just not a lot of, of good bats in this Angels lineup. They don't strike out a ton, so it's hard to really pick on them, but they don't, you know, they make a lot of contact, they don't do anything with it. Strowman enters, like, with a career-high caper nine. He keeps the ball on the ground, so he should do enough in this game to at least bring this total to the under right so that's why i like it i mean our boy uh, griffin canning did pretty good yesterday actually he, he he retired the first 10 batters he faced he had five strikeouts in a row he struggled with his command like any young pitcher but he mixed his speeds i think he was hitting 95 he loves the high fastball and his slider was pretty good yesterday as well so but pena is more of a fly ball pitcher so if you want to take a shot if you're playing late slate only maybe you didn't have some success in the early slates here this afternoon, I, I would uh, Gerchik, Smoke, those are guys. Telez, those are guys. I think you know they're flyball hitters. Payne is a flyball pitcher. Right. I know it's not a great park, but that's where I would go. But ultimately, Joe, I'm with you. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of run score. Yeah, my favorite stack of the day. I'm going to go over with those Colorado Rockies and Milwaukee. Uh, give me Blackman, Story, Murphy. I know it's expensive, but I, I think I can try to figure out a way to make it work. Uh, and if I'm looking for one that's slightly cheaper. Uh, you can go with the Altuve, Bregman, Brantley one, which are all in the fours, you know, in the mid four range or a little higher there. It's funny, Brantley's all the way up to 4.9. So if you want, I mean, it's no. funny. We kept talking about how cheap he was, cheap he was. Not anymore. Not cheap anymore. Uh, in terms of your favorite stacks of the day, who are you looking at? Yeah, I think the Houston one is is a really good call. Um, you know, I'm going to go against the grain here a little bit. As, as much as we were picking on Washington early on, you know, Nicholas is just, he's not good right now. He just isn't. No. He's got an 86% contact rate. He's given up home runs. I understand talking about the strikeouts in that lineup. I think it's Eaton and Robles again, though. I think that's where you start. Yes, that's where you start. Those guys should be able to make some contact. And listen, Nicholas is not striking out anybody either. So I, I think Soto is worth the price of admission. And, and Howie Kendrick, if he's going to hit in the cleanup spot and go 3-3 over on the FanDuel side, I'll take some shots. All right, so who's, uh, who's your shot of the day? Who are you calling your shot with? My shot of the day, I'm going to have to go to these struggling Philadelphia Phillies, and I think we're going to get a home run from Reese Hoskins off of Daniel Norris. Yes, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. Very good. I'm going to double down with Fran Meal. Yes. Nice. Fran Meal doubling down. I'm going to go for it again. These home runs seem to be coming in bunches from these guys all over the place. So I'm going to go with Fran Meal and hope that I get another one today. That's where I'm going. All right, before we head out, 
Chris, uh, betting-wise, what are you looking for? What are you betting on today? So, yeah, I'm going to take that under in the Angels in the Toronto game. I'm going to continue with the Dodgers on the road. I like the Astros on the road. You want to increase your odds. I think we can take Phillies, the Phillies by two with Noah on the hill. Um, and then the White Sox and the Orioles, I think there's going to be some runs scored. I know there's, there's – maybe I'll shy away from the first game. But the second game, I'm going to be all over it if it's Kasher Cash, and Havon Nova. I think that'll definitely get to eight and a half runs. There you have it. And, again, if you listen to the show and you're enjoying it and it's helping you, please subscribe and drop a five-star review. It's so easy. So when you're done listening, just, uh, you know, uh, to turn it off and go over and boom, five-star review. Yes. Joe and Chris are great. And they're very handsome. You write all those things and everything works out for us. Uh, and, and you as Does well. it ever. Does it ever. There you go. <laughs> the two best looking men in podcasts. There you go. That's, we're going to be on the calendar. It's going to be great. <laughs> Base for radio. Yeah, there you go, baby. All right. Make sure you follow us on the Twitter machine at Linestar, at, at JoePizzaPia17, and at Chris Meany. And there's only one thing left to do, and that's step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by Linestar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meaney.